Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg, as always, your host. With me again, co-hosting, is my good friend John. John, how you doing today, man? Uh, good. Uh, just so everybody knows, uh, when there isn't a podcast for the week, it's Greg's fault. Because I am always DTF. That is true. Uh, <laughs> well... Yes, I, you know what I would say is true because I feel like there are times when you've you've been like, man, I don't really want to do one, but if I said, hey, we're doing it, you'd jump on. So oh. it's usually true. And and last week that is true because I had to work Tuesday night. Uh, I actually had had a, a really long stretch over the weekend, so um, so I wasn't able to uh, to to get the podcast done. But uh, got a lot of stuff done though. Got a lot. Got we got some wicked trades at the store. It was like a it's it's trade again. <laughs> um, Anything stand out that I should get my ass in and possibly buy? Um, I don't think there's anything that you're gonna need. Um, I mean, we have we're cleaning up. We're in the process now of cleaning and de-stickerizing because they all have these horrible stickers on them. About <laughs> 250 NES games. Um, okay. Yeah, almost 300. So, so that that's that's pretty cool. That's gonna hit it. Um, a lot of I, I mean, there's some stuff in my pickup pile that was stuff <laughs> from the trades too. Um, some box stuff, some bo- a, a box Super Nintendo box Game Boy. There was a really good like DS lot that came in. Um, What's pretty, a box? Pretty cool stuff. What? What does a box Game Boy go for? Oh, sorry, not the Game Boy system, just some boxed Game Boy games. But oh. a boxed Game Boy, I mean, if it's the OG, I'd say the boxed ones, depending on the condition of the box, are somewhere between eighty and one hundred and fifty, depending on the oh. condition of the box. Nice. Um. You- boxed Game Boy games? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> nope. Boxes for Game Boy games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Game Boy, I'm, I'm late to the party, though, because I never had one when I was a kid, so I had it wasn't on my radar, and now I've started to go back and want to get some of them of just properties I like or games that I like, and it's... it's Five years ago would have been a great time to start buying these. Now, <laughs> not so much. But you want the incredibly expensive Castlevania game, then. Yes, I have I have a Minton box Castlevania two Belmont's Revenge, but I don't have Legend, which is the super super rare one. But I do have Castlevania two um, Le- Belmont's one Revenge. Super late release, wasn't it? Legend was, Bo- yeah, Legend was, yeah. Um, but anyway, so we've got. Uh, do you well? Do you want to tell? Do you want to tell your story about how you got on on the your on the job work injury today? Yeah, I got bit by a dog. Uh, like, <laughs> it's like, it's not funny, but it's comical because that's Joey's here, right? You, like you hear like the postman running away from the dog, and you yep. actually are a postman that got bit by a dog today. <laughs> yeah, like, I was all done with my with my route today, and I was like about to leave the office, and my manager comes to me and goes, "Hey, you need to go help Jared." And I was like, "Ah, son of a bitch!" So I had to go out and find him, and he's uh, I took half of what he had left. And so the half of what he had left has a there's a dog at the end of that route that's always chilling out on the porch. And the dog is usually really nice. And so I actually had a treat for the dog because I knew it was going to be there. Uh, and it was also it's seven o'clock at night, so it's dark. And so I had my headlamp on and I, I approached the dog. I say, hi, um, I, I use the dog's name and. Uh, and so I tossed the treat to the dog, and it landed on the porch, and she ignored it. And I was like, I was like, hey, there's a treat right there. And when I pointed and uh, I pointed at the treat, and she uh, 
bit my wrist. <laughs> and luckily, she bit my wrist right where my Apple Watch is. And so she she didn't have my, my hand or my wrist in her mouth for very long. But uh, she broke my skin a little bit. But it would have been much worse if my uh, my Apple Watch hadn't been there to stop her. But yeah, that was fun. Man, so it it see it's not just a myth. It happens, people. Yes. <laughs> Mail carriers and post people get bit by by dogs, even nice ones that get treats. They yeah, still bite well, you, man. That that would probably not have happened if her owner would leave the porch light on while she's out there. Because like it's pitch dark out. Yeah. And and I, I'm coming up to their house because their mailbox is on their house, and I have a, a lamp on my head, so I'm casting a light off. But she can't see my face; she can only see the light. So, so what are we thinking it, here, John? This is a two, three million dollar settlement. What are we getting out of this? I want half. I'm not saying shit. <laughs> what are we, all right. Hmm. It, I, I'm fine, and if I say anything, it just results in paperwork. Nope. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so we've got uh, today on the podcast, we have two stories we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, it, you know, it's it had been almost a year. And so you feel like stuff like this is going to go away. But nope. In these dire times we have in the age of COVID, what's one Illinois Democratic congressman doing? State senator doing? State congressman doing? He's putting forth a bill to ban Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yes, the year is 2021. <laughs> Not 2000 and uh we're still dealing with uh with with senators uh state state uh congress people having issues with grand theft auto the game so we're gonna talk about that and then this is a weird story because i'm i'm personally involved in this story to to a degree so there's a company out there called watermelon games and a, a bunch of years ago they they did like this exclusive sort of like physical for a game called pure solar and it was on the sega genesis First print runs of the game go for a buttload of money. It's highly collectible. They later released it on the Dreamcast. First runs of that, highly collectible, really rare. Um, and so then they they were making their second game called Paprium. I don't get the name. Uh, it's a really weird name, I don't know, but it's called Paprium. And I ordered this game. It was it was announced in like 2014, and I believe 2017 is when I ordered and paid for mine. And and they just arrived. I just got mine about two weeks ago. And so Let's if you get- follow me on Twitter, you, you'll see, like, I actually put a picture up. I was like, I can't believe this thing's real <laughs> because I actually got it in the mail. You were going to say, John? Uh, so this game's like seven years in the making? Yes, it's like seven years in the making. And the company went dark two years ago. They they have not made a post. They had not made a post in, I believe, a year and a half to two years on Facebook, Twitter, anything. They just went dark. So everyone's like, uh, I want a refund. Where's my where's my game? Where's my I had forgotten all about it. That's which, what I was gonna you even I, remember had it ordered. I, I totally well, I mean I'd kinda half forgotten about it, and then I had gotten like there's actually a Twitter account called like Paprium Fiasco. And it's also they also have a blog where they're keeping track of all the nonsense with this company in this game. And uh and I'm like personally invested in this because I had bought the game and and I didn't have mine, so I was like following them and then you know, they were reaching out to the artist who drew the the art for the game. Like, the pixel art's amazing in the game. And the artist, like, I don't have to tell you, I just made the sprites. I'm not part of the company. I was paid 
to make this art and I did that and that's all, you know, I don't have anything else to do with it. And he, but even he said a few times, he's like, well, I'll try reaching out and see if I can ask, you know, let him know like, Hey, people are messaging me on Twitter. What's going on. Um, but so, you know, anyway, so there's, it kind of refreshed it for me. And then all of a sudden, like two weeks into December, one of my employees, Dom, he got his copy. <laughs> and then I was like, Holy crap, it exists. And then I didn't get mine. And then mine, I looked at the shipping status and it said shipped, but it never left Las Vegas. It just said shipped and never left, never had a tracking number or anything. So Hmm. then I got mine like two weeks ago. So I got mine a month and a half after that. So anyway, there's this long twisted saga with what's been going on with that. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then of course we have our pickup piles of the week. John has a game of the week this week, or or did you skip that? Uh, Yeah, I got one. Okay. So John has a game of the week. I, I'm skipping my game of the week because my pickup pile is 30 games over the last two weeks. So I'm going to spend all my time talking about that instead. Um, but let's just uh, let's hit the ground running. Let's get it started right away. We're going to talk about we're first going to talk about the Grand Theft Auto story and then we'll roll into the watermelon game slash paprium story. And then we'll get to our pickup piles of the week, games of the week, and then that's it. And that's another show in the book. So, um, John, I'm going to queue it up and uh, and here we go. All right. So like I said, John, first on the podcast today, we're going to be talking about in the year 2021, a a politician wants to once again ban Grand Theft Auto because what's what what's what's going on in the world that's that important these days? Not a whole lot going on, right? The world's pretty great place and, you know, there's no other things to be worried about at the moment. So what do we worry about? Let's worry about Grand Theft Auto. And the reason Grand Theft Auto is because in Illinois... It's a response to a recent surge in carjackings around the Chicago area. (laughs) So carjackings have gone up in Chicago. And what's the one solution of Democratic State Representative Marcus Evans? Well, we got to ban GTA, man. (laughs) It's just... I I can't get over this, man. I don't know how this is still a thing. I thought it was going to be about that storming the Capitol mission in GTA that was... Really, really poorly done. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, you did not. And, and you know, <laughs> it's not like it's six days in Fallujah or anything. You know, it's 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 Grand Theft Auto. I mean, this it's always mind-boggling to me, right? And, and anyone who's listened to me talk about this topic before, you know how I feel about violent video games. I don't believe that violent video games cause violence in young children. However, I am open to any sort of studies that would look into the possibility games are different from when we grew up, John, you know, like, like when I was four five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, I wasn't playing realistic shooters like call of duty. And I wasn't playing games with really good graphics that could be interpreted as more realistic. Right. So I'm okay with the study. I think that's a good thing. I think scientifically we should look into every possibility that could be harmful to anything. Um, however, they've done some studies and they never come up with anything except that video game violence leads to increased aggression in young kids, which arguably playing football leads to increased aggression when you're out there running and smashing into people and wrestling probably leads to increased aggression because you have to, you know, be tough and you have to be aggressive and fight to win. Right. So I did come home to my daughter being aggressive while playing a video game, uh, but she was not playing a violent game she was playing a kid's game and she was frustrated hey, I, so I, <laughs> she got pissed off because she couldn't figure out how to do something and that caused so just her. video games in general are just the devil yeah. basically we just need to get rid of all of them um it's just 
frustration and not knowing how to deal with it. <laughs> so the article... <laughs> Apparently, this is the article. Lawmaker proposing Grand Theft Auto ban says video game contributes to carjackings. And the, <laughs> the byline is, retired police officer recently had a vehicle stolen in Illinois carjacking. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Um, and here's the story. Uh, an Illinois lawmaker has a new response to the recent surge in carjackings around the Chicago area, banning a popular video game. Democratic state rep Marcus Evans pointed at Grand Theft Auto, which depicts scenes of violent car thefts robberies and general criminal activity as inspiration for what's happening in his home district grand theft auto which had its first installment released in 1997 is the main issue he says evans said he plans to introduce a bill to ban sales of the game in illinois <laughs> quote grand theft auto and other violent video games are getting in the minds of our young people and perpetuating the normalcy of carjacking evans said carjacking is not normal and carjacking must stop, end quote. <laughs> this guy sounds like a state congressman. <laughs> it's like taking something that's not serious at all, but making it sound political and serious. He's probably got his hand out, you know what I'm talking about, where like the thumb's kind of on the top of your closed fist, and you're like, you know, I will not do that. <laughs> I will not do that. <laughs> I will do that. Uh, it goes on to say... Um, Let's see here. Evans also thanked on Monday community activist Early Walker for starting Operation Safe Pump, in which security teams patrol gas stations to protect people while they're pumping gas. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it, was, it was recently extended to other nearby cities as a retired police officer was targeted and carjacked last week. Walker agreed with Evans' conclusion about the game, in which players steal cars as part of a larger plot of organized crime. Quote, Representative Evans and I have researched and concluded that these very young offenders of carjacking are greatly influenced by the Grand Theft Auto video game. I truly believe that there is bipartisan support to ban this game from being sold in Illinois. <laughs> so, so that's the whole article. That, that's do, it. Do you remember <laughs> the last time somebody passed a law that banned Grand Theft Auto? Uh, did someone actually pass one or yeah. tried to pass one? So this happens, this has happened probably like four or five times where somebody tries to ban games like Grand Theft Auto or Grand Theft Auto specifically. The last time was a congressman out of California by the name of Leland Yee. Uh, and I remember his name really, really well because he, he got a law passed that, uh, you that it, it didn't bank grant the auto, but it required you to be 18 and present a driver's license to buy a mature rated video game. And it quickly got shut down because it's a violation of the First Amendment, freedom of speech. And later on, it was revealed that Leland Yee was illegally running guns <laughs> and for the mob oh, and, no. and in shipping containers to the port of California. So this man that got a bug up his butt about the violence in Grand Theft Auto was himself a crime lord from the game Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> so well he, so here's what my here's what I'm worried about, John. Maybe just being close to the game Grand Theft Auto made him a criminal. He was probably prob fine. Yeah, and, and then someone played it in the same house as him, and he walked in one night and he saw it, and he just became a a gun runner. I oh, what a sad story. So I believe 
I'm not in jail right now, but I'm pretty sure he got sentenced to jail time. Well, let's hope. And, and that law got struck down. And the, the stupidity of these laws is all it does is wastes time and money that could be used to do other things for your state. Uh, instead of wasting time on on passing this dumb law and like writing legislation and getting lawyers involved and and having lawyers litigate this law all the way up to the Supreme Court, which is what usually happens, you could use that money to invest into policing or community resources. It's it's so dumb, and it like it, it's one of the dumbest things that like government or government officials do is try and pass laws that they know for a fact violate the constitution and are going to get struck down immediately pisses me off well and i'm going to tell you something that i know you know but this is for the listeners out there as well so the whole thing with the esrb rating system and cars not selling game or excuse me and stores not selling games to minors that are mature rated is not a law and so it was basically to prevent it from ever becoming a law, all the the industry basically got together and said, let's just follow the rules. Yeah, let's just follow it. You know, so the ESRB became this governing body, essentially. And certain companies like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, they came out and said, look, we'll never put an adult only game on our systems. We'll never authorize that. And mature rated games like like and then stores like Walmart would say, well, we're not going to. You know, we'll, we'll have a policy where we will require an ID. And this was all kind of done as like preemptive, right? Because you were seeing the government get involved or trying to get involved. And so everyone kind of took it upon themselves to police themselves. And I think for the most part doing pretty well. Now, apparently this, the actual law that they're trying to get passed here is actually, I believe it's an adjustment or a change to a current law that already exists in Illinois, which says it is illegal to sell mature rated games to a minor. But I don't know how that would have been upheld or how long that that's been in place. I couldn't find any information about that. I'm surprised that law's even on the books because uh, if it's on the books, somebody must or like people must not know that it's on the books because that would have gotten challenged. Right. Well, and and again, there's no governing body for that. Like, what are they going to do? You know, is because who's who's going to find out? Do the if a parent finds out their kid bought a maturity game, the parent has to call the police and report like Walmart. You know what I mean? Like that's just. It's, it's just not realistic, not to mention that most stores don't sell mature rated games to, you know, anyone without an ID, you know, under a certain age. So they treat it almost like, uh, you know, like an alcohol or tobacco situation, which is laughable. Um, but I'm surprised yes, ESA hasn't stepped in and got that law struck down because that's kind of what they're there for. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, this isn't good for anyone. Like, because again, the problem with something like this is that it comes down to one person's interpretation of what's okay and what's not okay. And so then you get to this conversation of, well, who's going to start deciding what's appropriate and what's not? Because, and, and like saying that a, a game could be banned in a state, that includes banning it from adults to buy it in the state. And, yeah. and so it's it's just really odd to me, you know, like, again, if you if you want to come out and say this game, you know, even if they went after Rockstar and they tried to get, you know, not that it's going to do anything. This money, this game makes so much money for them. They're, they would never not do it. <laughs> they, they could put away any lawsuit in the world with the money that GTA Online makes. But 
you know, like that, that seems more realistic to me than trying to change a law where you just outright ban in, in a specific video game. And there's another article. I don't, I thought it was this one, but I must've read it somewhere else. But basically it was saying something how, you know, originally it was meant to any game that had, you know, criminal behavior in it and, and anything that could be interpreted as being emotionally damaging to a minor. And you're like, well, what does that mean? So, I mean, it, there's a million things you could argue that would be emotionally damaging to a minor so that at this point, again, there's just no, there's no structure. It's just kind of, you know, it's one person's interpretation of what's wrong and right. And that's going to start influencing what we can consume in media. Yeah, that's definitely not where I like to go with that, with, with that, you know, like, like who, again, who's in charge of that, who, who gets to tell us what we get to, to play and watch. And this isn't just a video game thing. You know, this sort of thing happens in movies and stuff too. And, and I care just much about that. It just happens to be that this was about video games. So that's why we're talking about it. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like this story that uh, becoming a thing is going to result in somebody bringing this law, if it is on the books in Illinois, up to the higher courts and getting it struck down completely. So this guy probably put a bigger spotlight on a law that already exists. Uh, than he should have, and it's probably going to end up in the Supreme Court and getting it struck down pretty damn quick. It shouldn't even have to go there. I mean, I, I think you're right, but I, I mean, it's like it shouldn't even have to go there. There's it's... enough evidence that it shouldn't have to go there, but that like all of these all of these little idiots in these state houses that pass these laws should know. Like a quick Google would tell you that these types of laws are not successful they they get struck down all the time like it's so dumb yeah well and i, I want to go back on one thing from the quote near the bottom right he said representative evans and i have researched and concluded that these very young offenders of carjacking are greatly influenced by the grand theft auto video game so what is he trying to say is he trying to say that all these carjackings are being done by young people because I don't necessarily, I mean, does he, do they know that? Did they talk, did they interview the young people and say, hey, why are you doing this? And the one, you know, and the kids were all like, man, it's just, I love Grand Theft Auto. And I saw the car and I was like, it's just like Grand Theft Auto. I'll jump in and take it. Like, well, I love that they said that they researched and concluded. Did they know? ask people, hey, did you do this because of Grand Theft Auto? And they, the the people that are in sitting in jail go, uh, yeah, sure. That's why. Well, and that's no, actually... That's- that's a very fair point because there have been times where um, in certain situations, people in trouble with the law will try to blame things like that to get off the hook. And so well, there, ha- there have been people who have blamed video games for their violent outbursts. And so did, it's not unheard of. Certainly, that's it's not unheard of. Yeah. Did they ask a leading question, though? Exactly. Sure that they wanted. Yeah, or or did they just, you know, ask 100 questions and then they got one answer that was close to something they wanted and then they just took it, you know? I mean, I just think it's laughable that they they researched and concluded. That's uh I'd really like to see that research. I'd like to see those notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely that. There's a certain age where you shouldn't be playing Grand Theft Auto. Um, uh, but that doesn't mean that I think that everyone should be restricted from buying that game. Right. And, and and I agree. Like, you know, that is a game with adult themes. So when a parent comes in and, and they ask, you know, like, like a little kid comes up to the counter, like, let's say, let's say like 10 or 12 and they come up with GTA. It's one of the few games because we actually don't really enforce mature rated games. Like if someone's 15 
and they want to buy a Call of Duty game, I'm not, I'm not that kid's parents. I don't take responsibility for that. Um, now I'm fully open to a return where if a parent comes in and says, Hey, I don't want my kid playing this. I would return it. No problem. No questions asked, but that's not my job. I'm, I'm not here to enforce that. Um, but when it comes to Grand Theft Auto, it's one of the few games I will make a note and I, and especially a younger kid, cause there are a lot of young kids that like this game because you just get to drive around. And, and I have so many parents ask if there's just any games where you drive around like Grand Theft Auto, but don't do all the crime. <laughs> like, well, no, but there should be probably. Um, and, and so we'll, I'll, I'll tell a parent be like, Hey, just let, let you know, you know, Grand Theft Auto is pretty much the worst of the worst when it comes to all the illegal stuff you can do in a video game. I mean, it's all in here, so it's up to you, but we just want to let you know because if he wants to buy it, it has to be okay with you. And the parent will just look at you dead-eyed and just be like, I don't, it's whatever, it's what he wants. <laughs> like yeah. That, that's 90% of the time. And then every now and then, you'll get one, and I feel really bad for the kids because this happens. The, 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 I'll say all that, and the parent just looks at the kid like this is new information to them. And then they look at the kid like, what? And the kid's like, well, I just want to drive around. And then the parent just goes, we're not getting this. And then the kid shoots you that look like, why are you doing this, man? We're both, we both like, we're supposed to be pals, dude. Like, you're supposed to be cool, man. Why, why are you, why are you jocking me, man? Why are you doing this? And, and I feel bad for about five seconds. But um, most parents just don't care. It just like, yeah. like you tell them, it's like talking to a brick wall. And they just, they're just like, almost, they almost feel like mad at you for trying to guilt them. And it's not a guilt thing. It's just, I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> so yeah, you don't my, come back later mad at me. <laughs> my spiel for Grand Theft Auto uh, used to be this when I worked at GameStop. I used to say, hey, just so you know, this game features full frontal male and female nudity, uh, every type of drug use you can imagine, uh, torture, uh, etc. Um, and generally, no one cared. Uh, the male <laughs> like... If you said this game features female nudity, people don't care. The when you say male full frontal nudity, more people care about that. Yes, um, that's true. When you start talking about hangers, you yeah. know. Ugh. And and after a while, <laughs> like getting annoyed that parents just don't care. I kind of wanted to just start adding things to that spiel to see what the line was. Uh, <laughs> uh, this this game uh, features. Uh, satanism crucifixion uh bestiality just keep adding to it and just see where the line is and just see if they're like that's fine just, yeah just just and see see what the, yeah see what's the 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 straw yeah <laughs> that um, breaks them <laughs> you'd always get a, like you get excuses from parents like what what i would say the normal thing of full frontal male and female nudity drug use uh, violence etc that like i had parents be like oh he sees worse at school and my response was like, you really should think about changing schools then. <laughs> well, and at least when, Fire when you, <laughs> yeah, at, le- at least when you would say, at least when you would say, you know, like this is what it has. It has full frontal male, female nudity. It has all this drug use, torture, whatever. And they're fine with it. What always irritated me was the one thing that people always seem to gravitate to with this game. Like it was, it was almost like an urban legend. I mean, it's true. It is in the game. But when people would talk about Grand Theft Auto, like in the PS2 era, it was always, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, you got to love a game where you can kill a hooker, right? And take the money back or, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess you can technically do that. But that says more about 
the person playing the game because there's not like any missions to do that. So that's just yeah. like something you do on your own. And it's not even like you get that much money for it. So <laughs> Yeah, the game never tells you to do that. Yeah, there's not a mission that like says go out and get a hooker and then wait for the car to start bouncing up and down, watch your money go down, get out of the car, kill the hooker. And then you get your money back. Like, that's so, dude, it's so dumb. But that's what so many people associate Grand Theft Auto with. And you have to wonder if that passes to people like this, where they've only heard the stories. You know, I'd like to see him play through the game and be like, oh, okay, well, it's not, because even GTA V's not that bad. It's kind of cartoony looking still, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And I I don't know. I'd, at least they didn't say Saints Row, I guess. The thing that they would add to Grand Theft Auto is, like, so they have three playable characters in the fifth one. I wish that one of the playable characters was a woman. Um, and I also wish that there was, like, I wish you could play the other side of things. I wish you could be a police officer in that game, because you have this giant world to play with, but the only thing you can do in that world is be a criminal. Yeah. Like, that is such a cool sandbox to play around with and it would be nice if you could do things that weren't just like robbing banks and shooting people and stuff yeah and and there there have been you know like the true crime games on ps2 were were basically that except you were you know you were like a cop from nypd blue where you're always bending and breaking the rules but yeah you know that that was the idea but you could actually like stop and frisk people which now also is against the rules, but you could just stop people and like, like just jack them up on the street, you know, like as, but as a cop and you're not like, essentially you're, you're searching them for, for contraband. And, and so, yeah, there, there were a few games like that, but none obviously is big. If they somehow did that with like the next GTA and they actually had it be where like, you're a cop or something or like a detective, that'd be awesome. Like yeah. that'd, that'd be really like, like what if you were, you know, head of the, 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 um, like stolen car, division or whatever you know the auto larceny division or whatever it would be and they're like that'd be sweet dude and then you have to like even if you have to go undercover do whatever but anyway it'd be cool though to see it from the other side like to be the cop and that'd be a hell of a swap you know but um but anyway uh yeah so that's just you know it's i don't know how long it's been since i did a story like this you know last year we had some stories about actually might be two years ago now where we had you know the lieutenant governor of texas talking about violent video games um the uh, you know president trump when he was in office he had the 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 meeting on violent video games where he invited industry people and they made that montage video which had like the weird fallout four murder deaths with the head blowing off <laughs> like <laughs> stuff was hilarious um but you know it, like i said earlier as a joke i mean there's like a billion other things to be worried about right now and a billion other laws you could make that would help people suffering literally right now but what are we doing? We're going after video games again. So yeah, outlaw <laughs> pandemics. Yeah, exactly. Can we, can we outlaw that COVID thing? <laughs> yeah, outlaw COVID. Get rid of it. Bam, done. I like it. All right. Next up on the podcast, hey John, we're going to be talking about, or we're going to try to figure out this this twisted web of watermelon games and their latest release, Paprium. So I've got a couple links open. And I had mentioned this in the, in the intro to the podcast, but basically, Watermelon is a company that released a game called Pure Solar. And they released it, I mean, it's got to be 10 years ago for the Sega Genesis. 
And then a few years later, or maybe it was less than that, somewhere in there, they announced a new game. And the new game they're making was a side-scrolling beat-em-up called Paprium. And it was announced, I think, in like 2014. Um, I don't know, a long time ago. I I personally have a receipt from 2017 where I paid $300 for my copy Hmm. along with the Grand Stick 3, which is like like an arcade stick that you can use to play the game. So you can play it like an old arcade beat-em-up. Very appealing to me at the time. Well, it had been so long, I almost kind of forgot about it. <laughs> and and the company itself has gone has been dark for like years. So I um I went onto their Facebook page because I wanted to go back. So in Octo- October 9th, 2018, okay, so this is two roughly two and a half years ago, they were talking about a party they were throwing in Paris. Okay, October 9th, October 12th, October 22nd, they're sharing the links. And then after that, there's not a post until May 29th of 2019. And they show a picture of the factories putting together the fight stick. And then they don't have another post until yesterday. (laughs) So another year and a half after the post saying, sorry for the lack of news. I've been at the factory for weeks. Parts for the game are in storage and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking about how they've been waiting. So, you know, this is all kind of going on. What's funny is I kind of thought it was... I thought it was over. I was like ready just to pack it up and be like, hey, I guess I lost my money because there was no way I was going to get it back. And all of a sudden in December, one of my employees got his copy. He had ordered just the game. He got his copy. And then I got an email saying that my status had changed to shipped. And I was like, what? It's actually real? It's coming? So my employee gets his copy. Mine still says shipped and it never left Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then about two weeks ago, I got my copy. And if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted out that I couldn't believe it actually showed up. It is really nice packaging. It's it's high quality stuff. It's really well done, just like Pure Solar was. And But I never thought it would happen. I never thought it would show up. And it did. Very, very pleasant surprise, let me say. Um, then, and, and you know, pretty much this was over. It wasn't even really a story. Like, yeah, they hadn't been communicating well, but now the game is starting to ship. Who knows? So then yesterday, the Watermelon Twitter account and the Facebook page start going active again. And they're tweeting and replying to every single person who mentions them. And they start using this hashtag, hashtag Locustery. Now, it's like the word locust and mystery put together. So Locustery. I'm trying to figure out this word. I don't don't have any familiarity with this word. I've even looked it up like French definitions because the guy who made the game is French. It's not French. I don't even know. It's obviously not a real word. When you search it in Twitter, that hashtag only comes up with things related to paprium and watermelon. It doesn't come with anything else. Hmm. And so he basically, he starts going on this rant about how his money has been secretly stolen and that game journalists need to do, this is his quote, use their brain and do their job and investigate how someone was able to take all of his money. And so it's it's crazy. It's It's like, it's kind of like consp- it's conspiracy theory stuff. And what's funny is uh, there's like a two hour interview that someone did with him. And it must be a friend of his, another French guy. And they actually have English subtitles. So you can watch it on YouTube. And it was two and a half hours long. I only watched about an hour because I didn't have that much time to sit down and just watch this. But it was, what I did watch was fascinating. And one of the comments he makes, though, is that he says, you know, people had their eyes shut before, but now because of the COVID thing, people are finally starting to open their eyes and think differently. And to me, that just screamed like, 
conspiracy theory stuff. But now, like, it's almost like he's expecting people to be awakened and see what's really going on in the world, like shadow governments, cabals. Like, that's that's what he's talking about. And so you have to dig back kind of far to understand what's going on here. And and I think really what the issue is, is PayPal. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I think that's ultimately what it is because I know, and I remember reading this a couple years ago, PayPal, because after he had taken everyone's money and no one knew what was going on, a bunch of people applied for like refunds. And yeah. I believe that PayPal froze his account while it was waiting to process some returns. And I think it was also because there was a bunch of money coming in, like large amounts of money. So PayPal was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to put a stop to this until we verify all the information. Because obviously they want to make sure they probably have laws that they are they have to adhere to in regards to money laundering and you know stuff like that. It was an international company getting a bunch of money from, pay, from people in the US and Europe to PayPal. It was like, you know, I, I'm assuming that's what it was. But according to Fonzie, that is... Uh, that is the, <laughs> the guy who runs watermelon. According to him, he says that his money's stolen and that he finished this whole game and is trying to getting it shipped out with just his own money. He has not made any money on this game. He, he claims that it was stolen from him, which is totally possible. Um, but I think it's probably more of a, his funds are frozen and he can't verify with PayPal how to get paid. That would be my guess. Um, when you look into it, apparently he has two companies. One's registered in the U.S. as Watermelon, and one's registered in Hong Kong. But apparently there's a lot of weird issues with paying taxes in Hong Kong. And so maybe there's... I don't know. I Honestly, I'm lost in this situation. I can't, I can't understand this part of it because there's so much to go through. But there's this blog, and it's someone I follow on Twitter, but there's this blog that straight up is just papriumfiasco.wordpress.com. <laughs> So this person has been tracking Paprium from conception to now. And they go into deep dives. There's a crazy information here about like him, whoever has this website set up things like, hey, I had some friends, you know, go on to Hong Kong records and find the business listings for me and stuff like that. Like it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, So I don't know, but so what it sounds like was that something happened with his business and PayPal was like, hey, this money's on hold until you verify your information with us. But according to him, he's saying that they've stolen his money and that (laughs) there's a a shadow government entity ruining his life. (laughs) I think you're probably right about the the PayPal being that, that organization that he's angry at. Because like having no idea on when the hell the product is going to arrive or whether it's actually even a thing gets people wary. And then they want to, then they're, they're likely to ask for a refund and, and PayPal is really good about offering refunds even quite a bit longer from the date of the original purchase. So, so yeah, I, I definitely could see a lot of people like, trying to refund their purchase and that getting that flagging his account and getting him looked at more thoroughly. Cause like I had at one time where I sold a, I sold a car supercharger on eBay and almost a year later, the guy, the guy that bought it from me filed a PayPal complaint or a complaint with PayPal. And suddenly my, my PayPal account was negative $2,000. 
and like I was like shitting my pants. So like I would imagine that's probably what happened was suddenly his PayPal account was negative possibly thousands and thousands of dollars and he was probably like oh god what do I do? Yeah, and and that's what's what's interesting though about that video that I watched was there's some really good information there too. Like there's there's interesting stuff there that if you if you weed through all the nonsense of like the like, you know, he's talking like the big players in the industry are trying to keep indie developers like him down. And you're like, what are you talking about, dude? There's a million indie developers out there making indie games and they're great. Um, so, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, if there's, it's not like Sony and Nintendo are coming together to be like, all right, we got to bone this guy. Like, how are we going to do this? Let's call our friends at PayPal and shut him down. You know, like, it's not like that. That's nonsense, you know? And, well, go it ahead. sounds like he did something that you're not supposed to do um because uh limited run i think limited run josh when he saw that uh because i believe he ordered it as well he got his copy and his copy had the genesis logo on the cartridge right and he was like, I don't know how they got away with that because uh sega will license the genesis logo to companies to put on new products but they apparently will not allow you to put those logos on legacy products. So that's why limited run uh, copies of like um, Night Trap and um, and the other Sega CD games that they're releasing have the word limited run on them on the spine rather than Sega CD. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was pretty funny too when he when he called him out. Like especially somebody like that who you know obviously he knows that. <laughs> like this right. is somebody who's dealt with this a lot. <laughs> And that's also somebody too who not only is he are they indie developers there, but they they deal with this a lot. And it's almost like you'd almost have to wonder if he could have reached out to them, you know? Because like I would say the limited run guys, for my issues I have with limited run, those guys seem really passionate about what they do, and they always want to see things hit the street, and they seem to want to help companies get their products out to people. They're really big with the Axiom Verge. Not that was their own money too, but you know, trying to get those copies of like the Wii U version out. Stuff like that. Yeah. And, and so I think they would have helped, you know, um, <laughs> if he'd reached out. But this Fonzie guy seems like he likes doing everything himself so that he can brag about having done it all by himself. Mm. You know, if you ever watch the movie um, Tin Cup <laughs> um, with Kevin Costner, right? He's this golfer. And there's this part where he's he gets mad and he breaks one of his clubs. And every time he misses or does a bad shot, he, like, breaks his club. So he's got to finish this like because he can't get a new set of clubs he's in like a in a tournament and so he gets down to like his last club it's like a seven iron and he, he like gets back to the clubhouse and he still ends up having a pretty decent round and he, i think he comes back to the clubhouse and he goes he's like proud he's like bragging he's like i finished the whole i finished the whole course with just a seven iron or whatever it was and uh the woman the girl the woman in the story just looks at him and goes why <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know like like he, he's kind of bragging here about how like he can do everything himself and he's fighting against the man but it all seems kind of self-inflicted. And to, to make this more convoluted, in 2018, when I was telling you about the Facebook post where he was bragging about this party that they were going to throw in Paris, right? Uh, when they were getting ready to throw this party, apparently they had the game playable there. And when the people who were there talked about how the game was almost unplayable and that it was, it was buggy, broken, it wasn't anywhere near shipping. And this was 2018. Now, he does address that in the video I watched where he's interviewed. He says that he had an issue with, um, like, the computer he was trying to run the demo on. 
And so it wasn't like he had a cartridge print and he was playing the cartridge on actual hardware. He was having an issue with the PCs or something, right? Uh-huh. And so he he claims that the game's been done and packaged and ready to ship out since October of 2018. So for two years, it's been sitting because he didn't have the money to ship it out, to physically ship it out. And so, so I don't know what's changed from then to now, but apparently they started shipping. So I asked you before the podcast, um, do you have that game handy? And does it does it have 2018 as like a copyright date on the box? So I don't have it handy. Unfortunately, my copy's still at the store. I have to I have to bring it back. I have to bring it home. But I didn't do that yet. Because I'm still debating I'm, if I want to keep the the fight stick or not, or if I'm just going to keep it at the store. I, I haven't decided yet. But yeah. I watched I watched a one sellout in a Europe a UK eBay auction went for a thousand bucks the game wow. with the stick. So you know it's it's going to be one of those hard to find things. And I think every stick is like hand signed. Or has a special hmm. note on it, I think. And I, I can't verify this. I thought I read somewhere that there were only 16 of those sticks made. Holy shit. Which would be super rare, but I don't know if there's 16 of the signed ones. And maybe there's a couple hundred of the non-signed ones. Like, I don't know. I need to I need to do a little more homework on that. Because one wow. of the auctions I saw, like, literally it's like a gold Sharpie was used to sign the top of the fight stick. And it was like a little picture was drawn. Like, it was super cool. But. Huh. Um, do you know, has anybody opened theirs and played theirs? Like... Because you, you mentioned that it was in an almost unplayable state back in 2018 at that party. And if the game has been done since 2018, supposedly, I'm wondering if the game is a buggy piece of shit. No, it's it, the game's great, apparently. Like, I haven't played my copy yet, um, but the, there is gameplay out there. A lot of people have been playing it. It's in people's hands, and they're, they're saying it's awesome. And that was also addressed in the video. The interview with Fonzie was that he said, like he said the game has not changed much since 2018. He's like, there's a, there was a few changes here and there, you know, like as they got out of the prototype phase to finish something with another cart or something. Uh, mm-hmm. But except for the most part, that's the exact game that, that has been made since 2018, that it's, it's more of a logistics issue than it was like a completion issue, which is almost more offensive <laughs> because it's like, why can't we just get this thing out the door? But, but he did. And that's, what's so weird too about it, because if this was all like just, hogwash and stuff i would be like why didn't he just take the money and run then because most people were pretty much at this point most people were like they were out the door like okay i guess my money's gone or they were already in the refund phase like very few people were like still expecting it so if he was a shady character he could have just just left but he didn't he started shipping these games so i don't know and again, although I don't know, and this got us talking about it obviously who knows if this isn't just his way of trying to drum up excitement again or something or try to get attention to you know because the after like my paprim hadn't come yet it had said shipped and then like the day that they started shipping them they put up like a a, a new super nintendo game that they're making <laughs> and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna pre-order that one i don't think <laughs> yes you are gonna goddamn game yeah but but don't get me wrong i thought about it you know and but you know this the blog post the paprim fiasco blog makes a good point at this point, you know what you're getting into. So if, if you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. If I if I would buy this again and I'm complaining that four years later I still don't have my game, that's on me because I know who I'm getting in bed with. I know the craziness behind the <laughs> this guy and this company. Like, we can see it in plain sight. So Yeah, know. but I don't really think you're complaining about it. I think you're, it's more just an interesting story because, like, we're not we're not the type of gamers that are like, 
like, oh, I only have 60 bucks to spend on something and I'm going to feel feel furious if I get burned. So, yeah, well, and and so here's kind of the yeah. And, and I I'll, I will tell you, though, once once Dom got his at the store and then I didn't get mine, I was starting to get upset because then <laughs> I thought, well, if you got yours and then I knew that I was getting the stick, though, so I thought, well, maybe all the sticks are being shipped separately. So I just sent him a message through their their help support thing. And I just said, hey, you know, I just want to know, you know, this or that, like what's going on. And I get an email message like a day later, and it says, due to harassment uh, and negative comments, we've suspended our help desk for the next three weeks. Uh, yeah, and then it says, if if your product says shipped um, but doesn't have a tracking number, that means it's in the warehouse waiting to leave. Just be patient. Wait a few more weeks. And I'm like, that's not that doesn't make me feel good. And apparently there are still people that haven't gotten them. Like, there are people on Twitter who are saying, like, hey, I ordered mine, never got mine. So I don't know if they're sending them out in waves. I don't know if they did it by pre-order date because i know i would have ordered mine very early when it was announced so i don't know man it's just just the whole thing but uh on the on the flip side of that though so some of the last things that are coming up here apparently he's still using paypal like that was a thing that that he brought up that he was going to use paypal again but they thought that they had worked out all the issues but he's still of course blaming some cabal of shadow government people or something um but apparently people are once again now trying to get refunds from him and that's causing like PayPal to flip the trigger again. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like a big issue still for some people. And, uh, and hopefully, hopefully that's all it is. Um, I don't really believe in the, in the, the, the shadow government, uh, is gonna, you know, it's like holding a, an indie game developers money just to keep them down theory. I think I'm not going to subscribe to that, but, but I, also, I don't, you, no, go ahead. Can, I don't know why you'd now submit a refund request, considering he's now sending out copies of the game. Like, because yes. the game only gonna be it, like it's only gonna increase in value and be impossible to get. So, like, why wouldn't you take your copy? Yeah, and what's really funny is they've they've reopened. You can you can buy the game still. Really? Now you can buy it through the website, and it's like two hundred dollars instead of like the sixty dollars it was. So either he's trying to get some some cash in, but if it is, he can't get the cash anyway. He keeps saying he's not getting any money. So I don't, I don't. This whole thing doesn't make any sense. And it wasn't even a story until yesterday when he started just spouting nonsense. Because the um, I'm gonna bring it up here. The uh, the that hashtag is is wild. Um, again, it doesn't make any sense. But I kind of wonder if he's doing like Rob Peter to pay Paul, like. Like taking pre-orders on the next game to get money to ship out the game. Yeah, that actually that makes a lot of sense to me, and that's not necessarily even a bad strategy. Like, if you take new money and you charge more, and you've you would like to assume that they figured out their cost of the game, how much money they would make, you know, and then they were making profit off it at the original price, and now they're charging more. Mm-hmm. I could see that. That kind of makes sense to me that you might have to like, it's almost like another round of fundraising, but as long as all the games come out, there is no issue, you know? Um, but like just looking through here, I mean, and they're, they're replying to everybody who uses the hashtag. And I mean, even the people who are making fun of them and they're making fun of them back, like this is the watermelon Twitter account. So it's kind of frustrating. Cause you feel like they're you know, I don't want to say they're not taking it seriously, but it just feels like it's, I don't know. Like, like, it's not very professional, I guess, if I could say anything. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find there was one. 
because the because the actual watermelon games site let me let me pull that up and i'll read that the actual so magicalgamefactory.com is their website (laughs) here's what happens when you go to their website now it just says keep cool this page is not closed but we need your full attention for the next couple of days paprium is the biggest game of its kind and should be sooner or later recognized as a landmark of the genre however (laughs) this game has been developed manufactured and shipped at our own expenses we can't allow any further hashtag low custody to happen we will fight back that's what the website says and it says for a full announcement and details in english click here so i click here and it's it's a it's like a press release pdf and here's here's some of the highlighted points um Uh, since the announcement and release of Paprim, we've been under relentless attacks from a few individuals who worked day and night to have us fail. This has a name, hate, envy, stupidity. (laughs) Unfortunately, combined with the cowardice of the biggest internet actors, their actions managed to get our funds once again seized, making Paprim the biggest game ever developed, manufactured, and distributed for free. We have continuously over the last 12 years manufactured and delivered always exceeding expectations. We defined and shaped our own market with quality and although retro, innovative products. Many unmatched even a decade later. Each of our games release our new milestones in the retro gaming industry. So this guy's very um, very full of himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, now here we go. However, with the rise of management by bots, political correctness, quantum computing fabrication, design over function, and digital fart ownership. Ah! Yes, let me say that again. Digital fart ownership combined with the recent taste for mediocrity from various worldwide monopolistic internet actors such as PayPal, Amazon, and Google, it seems harder if not impossible for companies of our size to get paid for our work. (laughs) There's, There's so much here, John. There's is, so much wildness here. What is the storyline of the game? Because isn't the storyline like futuristic looking shit? I have no idea, John. I just buy stuff. I don't play it. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know. It's almost like if the the shadow government-y stuff is feeding into the storyline of the game. Oh, I see. Like he's doing like... Uh... Oh man, even paprium.com they put so you're saying it might even be like like an arg almost, like a like they're they're diving in, they're breaking the fourth wall almost with the game story sort of thing. Drumming up like controversy to get attention. Um because like didn't they release Pure Solar for download on PS4? I don't think so. I I think you can buy it on a console, like a current console. Uh yes, I think you can. I don't remember though. I, I'm not I, sure. Xbox, but I'm pretty sure it's on something. And so, like, he has the means to potentially sell this game to people that aren't just buying the physical cartridge for Genesis. Like, I would be wouldn't be surprised if this game showed up on PS4 or PS5, Xbox One, Series X for download at some point. So this could be a way of generating hype. Potentially. Well, it could be, but but let me go a little further here, John, because there's more to this press release. <laughs> so the, the it goes on to say, first, we ask each of our customers to keep cool, be bold, and hold your options tight until further instructions. So basically, don't ask for a refund. Um, then, 
unlike the last four years, we decided to voice our issues publicly and fund our fight by selling our most valuable assets and IPs, which include Paprium, Pure Solar, and The Great Architects, three undisclosed AAA games for Mega Drive slash Genesis and Super Nintendo, <laughs> injection and toolings for manufacturing Genesis, Dreamcast, Super Nintendo, and more, the acclaimed Grand Stick, Grand Cab, and A-Board, and proprietary hardware IPs including undisclosed high-grade, no-latency, multi-sync HDMI upscalers. Okay. <laughs> As a reminder to our customers, selling our, our IPs will not affect your ongoing orders. May they still require a delivery. We will deliver to you no matter the circumstances as long as you do not cancel your order. And it Who goes on to... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Who are they selling their IP to? I don't know. I kind of want to buy it, John. (laughs) 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 I kind of want it. Um, And it goes on to say, we appeal to every journalist, do your job, investigate. We appeal to everyone to use low custody and make the news spread around. We appeal to anyone in the video game industry to share this incredible business opportunity. So maybe he's just looking to cash out. And this was all a big thing, like, just get me out of here. Although this isn't paint your business in a good light, so this wouldn't be a smart strategy to try to get extra money when you're selling. Um, well, well but, you said that uh, Pure Solar originally was a like a group effort um, by a lot of people online, right? Uh, I be- my understanding was it was it was a it was a group effort by multiple people that came together to work on it, and then no one got paid for it. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a paid gig. It was people. It was like a passion project. Is my I'm, understanding? If he's got the if if he has the right to sell pure solar (laughs) who knows (laughs) i mean he probably has the right to sell this current game that he released but if if his first game was a team effort by by a lot of freelance people that just wanted to make a game i i would say there probably would be issues buying that title yeah i i i could totally see that um yeah and, and and the last part of the communications here, even if most of us have other concerns in those pandemic times, keep faith, locusts steal, mediocres trolls, others do. <laughs> that's, I, that's word for word. <laughs> I, there's like a, a subreddit or like a forum where these locusts, whatever the hell, like hashtags that he's making are a thing. Um, that he's referencing. That's kind of what I'm curious about. Well, so the Locustry thing had me baffled until I saw this, you know, locusts steal. So is Locustry the act of being a locust? <laughs> is that what, like, like, like you're being a locust, you're being Locustry? <laughs> locustry? I don't, know. I don't the, know. The whole thing's mind boggling and we've spent enough time on it, but, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. It's just a weird story. I don't really have like anything else to say about it i'll, I'll be keeping an eye on it and you know I, what an odd what? thing what, what just a completely odd story to me and it, it just it, it, it like i said it was just a game that had some controversy with its release and no big deal and then just the floodgates of crazy opened john yeah well <laughs> <And> here we are <laughs> but he's taking predators on another game what's that next game supposed to be well i will tell you um if i went to the website and it didn't just have the shadow cabal super mystery tinfoil hat conspiracy theory on it oh that's all <laughs> they've changed all their websites to that it's crazy okay. 
because he also talks about like selling all of his properties now. So it's it sounds like anybody that potentially pre-ordered that new game, they will be sold a bill of goods. Yes. So well, I'll we tell are- you what. Here's my advice, Fonzie, if you're listening. Uh, whoever buys it, don't accept PayPal. <laughs> I just want to get a check, pal. <laughs> my, my advice, stop hitting the crack pipe. Yeah, yes, that's also very good advice. <laughs> All right, so anyway, that's it for our news stories today. Uh, we have John has his game of the week. I'm foregoing my game of the week because I have a massive pickup pile of the week. So, John... Let's start with you. What is your game of the week this week? Uh, my game of the week is uh, Crazy Taxi. Ooh, dream. excellent game. Uh, and I picked it this week because uh, there is a spiritual successor, uh, I believe it's called Taxi Attack, um, that released on all the major consoles. Uh, I think Switch and PS4 have physical copies, and then uh, digital for xbox and the other two systems as well um and it looks exactly like crazy taxi um yes. you say so, spiritual successor i say lame ripoff at eh, tomato tomato <laughs> well it's a blade <laughs> it, it looks decent um no word on whether it's got uh offspring or uh methods of mayhem in the soundtrack oh gosh wouldn't that be nice <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I got that reference. <laughs> Just the, those four songs. Now, and actually, I, I'm wondering if they also went out of their way to get like random fast food uh, and uh, defunct record store chain licenses. Mm. <laughs> that was that was the worst thing about getting Grant or getting Crazy Taxi on the uh, like when they re-released it on, on Xbox 360 was all of those uh, those licensed uh, stores. Like uh, KFC and uh, Tower Records and stuff were no longer in the game, so they'd just be like, "Take, take me to the chicken restaurant." Yeah, instead <laughs> of KFC or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> take me to the chicken restaurant. <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah. All right, you got nothing uh, for for game of the week. Uh, you want to go through your. Pick up pile madness first. Yeah, let me let me let me get through this pile, and then we'll close out with your uh, with your pathetic pickup pile, which is fine because some weeks it's the exact opposite where I have almost nothing and John is just uh, showered with goods. I mean, I've got everything this week, John. I've got mint and box retro games. I've got PS One imports. I've got Dreamcast. I got so much, man. Okay, so here we go. Let's start it off. Uh, start off with some simple ones. I picked up a copy of Soul Calibur 2 for the GameCube. Um, I, I like Soul Calibur a lot, and I realize, obviously, this one has Link in it, and I'm like, I don't know why I don't have this. It's it's just a good game, and I've always liked Soul Calibur. I played the PS2 version, which unfortunately had the worst character of all time in it, like the worst guest character of the three, which was Hihachi Mishima from Tekken, as opposed to either Link or Spawn in the Xbox version. So anyway, picked up Soul Calibur 2. I got a mint in box Spider-Man X-Men Arcade's Revenge for Super Nintendo. This actually came through the store. That was super awesome. Um, <laughs> I got a mint in box copy of Super Pitfall for the NES. Uh, that game stinks, but I had it as a kid, so I kind of wanted it again. Dude, X-Men's worse than Super Pitfall. Yes. Oh, oh, you mean Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man X-Men's a stinker, too. I'm a sucker cool. for that era arcade or that era comic book art. 
and I see the logos. That's when I was reading comics and the art. It just takes me right. It's just it's just my jam. Game sticks yeah. though. Um, I picked up Oddworld Abe's Exodus for PS uh, PS One. I didn't have that. Um, uh, Dreamcast. I got Record of the Lotus War. And then I got two PS One imports. One's a Japanese import. I picked up Castlevania Chronicles. The import of that. The art on this is just gorgeous too. Um, and then I got a, a European import called Rapid Reload. And it looks like it was a sequel to Gunstar Heroes on Sega Genesis. It's not. wasn't made by Treasure. Um, but it's it looks very similar to that. But it's only one player. But it's on the PS1. So really, really neat little thing. I went down the rabbit hole last week of games that came out only in Europe and Japan. Not here in the States on PS1. And then I went looking for the PS1 versions and checked. I checked out. Like I had a list of like 20 games. I was going through and looking at YouTube videos and seeing what games looked good and which ones didn't. Rapid Reload, I found that way. So that was kind of a neat discovery. Was um, one of them. Was one of them what? Sorry, you broke up there. I'm sorry, I broke up again. <laughs> I didn't hear you either time. I asked if one of them was Pepsi Man. Pepsi Man. No, neither of them Neither of them were, were Pepsi Man. Uh, for DS, I picked up Advance Wars Days of Ruin and Etrian Odyssey 2 for the DS. Um, and then I got a couple of... Mint and box Game Boy games. I got Fan- Final Fantasy Legend 1, 2, and 3. All came through. Damn. Um, and then I got Tactics Ogre for GBA. Complete in box. Uh, got a couple of PS3 games. I picked up a copy of Wet and Eternal Sonata. Um, I have one PS5 game. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla went down in price. And we had to use one come in. And so I looked at what we paid for it. I thought, well, yeah, if I buy that, that's cheaper than I'll ever get it if I want it. I don't know if I really want it, but I just bought it because it was cheap. And then on to PS4. I'm just going to rapid fire these off. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2 for PS4. Little Nightmares 2 for PS4. Deadpool. Uh, I got Metal Slug XX and the Metal Slug Anthology. Those are my limited run ones. Um, I got Brigandine, Super Mash. Uh, This one is... The logo's hard to read. It's the Gal Gun Volt. Uh, and then I got Never Ending Nightmares, Return of Oberdin, and then Atari Flashbacks Volume 3. Have you ever seen that physical? Was that Vita? No, for the PS4. No? Like, they did They did 1 and 2. They released them at the same time, and they were both 20 bucks. I picked them up right away. And then they did a Volume 3 and, I think, a Volume 4. But Volume Wait. 3 came through the store, and it was like, I've never seen it before. Yes, I do a Volume 3, and then... I believe Limited Run released a Vita collection of all three on one cartridge. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, and that one's that one went instantly, like it was just gone. Yeah, I wonder when they put that up because I would have, I would, I I must have that because I would have, I would have bought that in a second if I had seen that. Uh, and then lastly, I picked up two RPGs for the PS4. They're both from, they're published by NIS. One is Destiny Connect. TikTok Travelers, and the other one is Metal Max Xeno, which apparently is in the same. It's in the same series as um, what's the name of that game? Metal Metal must not have it. It's it's like an RPG for PS2, Metal Saga or something. I forget what it's called. This apparently is. Like they did like fifteen games in that series, and this is the only other one that came stateside beside that PS2 one. 
<laughs> so, oh. But I don't know. They don't look very good, but they're RPGs, so you know. Uh, but no Chemco shitters this week. Not nice. not a not a single Chemco shitter. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm exhausted, but my pile's done. What do you all got? Right. Uh, so I got Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser. Uh, nice. I do want to play that. Uh, I got actually yesterday. I got Walking Dead Saints and Sinners VR. Uh, nice. I picked the Neo Collection uh, for PS5. Um, which, if you're wondering what the upgrade from the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 5 version is, it's uh, Incredible Darkness. Um, <laughs> the PS5 version of that game is dark as hell, uh, and I could barely see anything in the first level. So, let me ask you this. Um, did... Like, what did you pay for it? Because I can't get uh, over the price on that. You know what I mean? Like, like when they were wanted like sixty bucks for it, I couldn't. I just couldn't justify that. Well, no, they wanted seventy for it, and I'm an idiot. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna buy that when it goes down to twenty. Well, haha! I have it now and won't play it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the persistence uh, for Xbox One. Uh, on PlayStation 4, this is a VR-compatible game. On Xbox, it's not. You just have your hand in the middle of the screen at all times. <laughs> uh, uh, I got Gigantosaurus the Game, which is based on a kid's cartoon. This is the game that my daughter was playing and, like, getting furious at uh, today when I came home. But, I gotta say, it it feels cool to, like, finally have her at an age where she wants to play games and like is trying them on her own um uh and actually she uh her favorite game right now is uh immortals phoenix rising which i finally finished by the way oh uh, nice i still haven't started i want to badly though i love that game uh it's like i'm i finished it i don't have all the achievements i will be trying to get all of the achievements uh, and I did buy the season pass, so I'm going to play the season pass content. Um, it's it's fantastic. Um, if if people like Zelda and want something new, that game is charming as hell. I love the visual style of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, this I I may finally be done talking about that game uh, <laughs> after like two and a half months. Um, and then lastly, um, I got a game from your store. Uh, and I've been looking at this game for like five months, and I'm glad that it didn't sell so I could finally pick it up. Um, I picked up Wipeout HD Fury, uh, which is a European import of the PSP Wipeout games on PS3. Um, so, it's funny, I buy more games from your store now that I work at the post office <laughs> than I uh, at GameStop because I have more money. So actually, something interesting did come through, and I wonder. Like, I actually thought it was something else when it came through. So we've got a PS One tall box version of Wipeout, and okay. you remember how the PS One long boxes? There's like three different versions of long boxes. There's the hard plastic cases. Then there were like the um, the cardboard boxes that had like still opened up, and you could like take the front off. And then there was a third generation, which was like all cardboard that like folded shut. Yes, you know, talk about, and then they had like a fake yep. picture of the ribbed side. <laughs> so, so anyway, 
a copy of Wipeout came in, and when they made Wipeout in the different versions of that case, the second version of it, they actually completely changed the art on the box. Hmm. For Wipeout, they made it a totally different cover. It's really cool looking, but it's totally different looking. This copy came in, it was, it had a slip cover over it that made it look like the original box art. And at first what I thought it was, I thought somebody took the art from the original one and then taped it together and used it as a slip cover so they would know what game it was. Okay. But then when I looked it up online, straight up there's people with slip cover versions of that game. And it's not worth any more, but what an odd thing. Like, they must have made that new cover and then realized no one's going to know what game it is. <laughs> so then they put a slip cover over it to make it look like an old game. Very odd. Very, very odd. That, that's funny because the Wipeout PS4 edition, the imports had a slip cover as well that made the game look like the PlayStation 1 release. That's right. The- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I was not aware that, that any PlayStation 1 game had a slip cover like that other than something like a uh, like a double disc game that might be in like some sort of collector's edition so i'll have to i'll have to check that out that's interesting how much is that wipeout game i think it was like 20 bucks i don't think it's too bad i and that's not coming home with you no cuz i already have wipeout i mean like the 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 slip cover itself is pretty beat up so it wouldn't oh. be in the condition i would want it in but if we got a really nice slipcover version, I might take that one home. But it's it's just odd. It's a very odd piece. Hmm. That's interesting. But uh, but yeah, cool. So that was that was your that was your pickup pile. That is my pile. That's not, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. It's respectable pile. Respectable pile. Um, and that is the show, everyone. Thank you as always for listening and watching. Um, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Game Trade Greg. John is at Dryer Combo. And uh, you can ask us questions on there, show-related or not. I'd love to start a, a user-listener segment, but uh, in order to do that, you have to have user questions. <laughs> so, And for a long time, a good friend of mine was super nice and kept sending me questions every week, and I really appreciated that. I was like, hey, man, you know, like you shouldn't have to do all this work <laughs> trying to get me a question every week. Um, so, uh, you were on another podcast, uh, was it the last week or this week? I was last Friday. I was on the, the Game Store Guy podcast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to check out Greg and you don't want to listen to me, uh... <laughs> well, well, it's funny about that. So here's what I'm thinking: for our 200th episode, I might have him on our podcast. Okay. So I might I might call him over and have him show up, and then we can all chat. Um, but we'll have to we'll have to think up some good questions. Like you'll have to think up some good video game store questions for a guy from a different store that I've never met. That you've never right. met. Yeah. Just ask him things like you know you know Greg does this. Why don't you do it that way? And this is, you know, make him feel really, <laughs> really belittle him about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Um, but again, thank you, everyone. As always, you can, don't forget, you can uh, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash the drop rate. You can uh, follow us on Twitch and subscribe. Hell, if you want to subscribe on Twitch, it's uh, twitch.tv slash, excuse me, twitch.tv slash the drop rate. And it's youtube.com slash drop rate. No the in the YouTube. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. You can listen to this podcast anywhere. It's on iTunes. I think it's on Stitcher now. Is it on Stitcher, yep. John? It is. It is. Excellent. Well, that worked. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you got. You can listen to it anywhere. Obviously, you found us somehow because you're listening to us now. But anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Say goodbye, John. Later. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. 